Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. My name is Austin. I'm Austin. You're BJ. I'm BJ, yeah, that's right. I'm BJ. Um, and today, I may be doing most of the talking because BJ's a little sick boy over here. I am um, a sick boy. Sick so, boy with an I. That's right. That's how I pictured it in my head. Uh, that's how I've been spelling it for B-O-I. people is, is sick boy, just one word, sick B-O-I. Yeah, yeah, that, that works. Uh, so anyway, he may be talking less than usual in today's episode. Uh, but for this episode, we're focusing on the Dragon Quest anime series. Uh, it was called Dragon Warrior uh, when it came over to the U.S. The first 13 episodes got an English dub by Sabin and made it over here in the early 90s. Uh, but uh, just kind of like within the fandom, I guess, it's known as Legend of the Hero Abel even though, you know, it's called Dragon Quest and then Dragon Warrior, but it's known as Legend of the Hero Abel now. And so we started, I know we mentioned this in the last episode, but we started a binge club of the anime where we're watching about 12-ish episodes each week. Uh, and we're kind of doing it as a lead up to Dragon Quest Your Story, which comes out on Netflix on February 13th. Which is now like two weeks away that us doing this uh it comes out uh in two weeks as of this recording so that's really awesome yeah so we're almost there almost to february 13th um so far though with you know the binge club i think it's been a lot of fun uh, i've enjoyed kind of nerding out with people about anything from like the enemies like the design of the enemies and how they how they compare to like the designs of those enemies in the other dragon quest games to like you know, talking about speculating about connections to, you know, Dragon Quest three and and four, surprisingly, even though this came out before Dragon Quest four did. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the music, the narrator that got added on into the English version, um, which I, I want to get to later on. But just, you know, it's been really fun talking about all that. And I'm very thankful to everybody who joined our uh, who's joined our discussion uh, so far these last two weeks. We've been talking about it a lot on Twitter, mostly in a Twitter chat, but we've been taking it over to Discord as well. I finally joined Discord, so yay! Um, <laughs> uh, I joined Discord. I'm so happy about that. I am BJ watched an anime, so um, so we're both out of our comfort zones, I guess. Yeah, for real. It's uh, and if you want to get involved in that Twitter chat uh, because of the way Twitter works, we have to add you. So uh, message us at Dragon Quest FM to be able to uh, add you into that so that you can talk, or you can just join uh, our Discord at discord.geek2geekmedia.com, and you can uh, just hop right into the Dragon Quest channel. So that's where a lot of it's going. It's uh, it's really fun to follow along. I'm not an anime person really, but I'm following along with this just to see everybody being so excited about it. Mm -hmm. and like i said it's been a lot of fun we've gotten to know some gotten to know some listeners better got to know some friends better and then we've also got to meet new people uh who uh, have kind of joined us because they like the anime as as kids and maybe 
haven't played the games as much, or maybe they've played the games and we just hadn't ever interacted with them before. So it's been uh, nice meeting all those new people. Uh, Before we jump in, just straight into all the good stuff we have for uh, you guys today, uh, we do have a new Patreon patron. Uh, So we always get BJ to do a real nice thank you. It may be kind of complicated with his voice being all weird, uh, but we do want to give a real nice thank you to Timothy Franks. So BJ, you want to do your thing? Whoa, Timmy, Tim boy, Timmy, Timmy Limeling Dong, Timmy Dong, Frankie, Timmy Franks, Timmy Franks. I love you. Okay, is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there's all that build up for just yeah, there's all that, just that. Um, yep. But so there's your uh, real nice <laughs> thank you from BJ uh, Timothy. Thank you so much for joining our uh, our Patreon page, and we are really thankful for you and uh, glad to have you on board. So some fast facts for uh, about the Dragon Quest anime, just to kind of put it into some perspective for people who maybe aren't all that familiar with it. Uh, This show ran in Japan from 89 until about 91. There was kind of a gap. There was like part one that ran for about a year, and then there was like a part two that ran for about a year. And the first 13 episodes, they actually made it over here to the U.S. in the early 90s, like I said, thanks to... Uh, Sabin. They featured new music as well uh, by Shuki Levi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and it had so it had like a new intro. And uh, I've been talking with people inside the the binge club group chat, and it's super catchy. Like the the intro song for the English dub. Like the first when we first got to the English dub because we started off watching the Japanese. Uh, the Japanese show with English subtitles. And then we started watching some English dub episodes. And at first, I think most of us uh, were kind of like, uh, like didn't necessarily like the music or kind of were like, Oh wow. Like they redid the music and everything for this. Um, But then I, I know like yesterday morning, I woke up with it in my head, like just hearing the theme song. And then, uh, Steve, uh, Whitcamp, who's, who's in on the group chat with us. He was, t- he mentioned yesterday about how he and his wife were walking around the house, humming it and everything. <laughs> um, so, so the, the new intro, it is, uh, it's definitely kind of like that early nineties Saturday morning cartoon theme song. Yeah. And that's kind of the way the whole thing looks and feels to me is, is a Saturday morning cartoon from the eighties, which is a very particular feel that you have to get Mm -hmm. where it feels anime, but at the same time, it feels like Thundercats kind of, you know, that kind of, of. I I was thinking GI Joe, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that is what they, it really reminds me of as uh, I'm seeing it where it's not, it's not animation like we see today, obviously, but it's definitely not like She-Ra or uh, He-Man, which is pretty painful to go back to and watch. Like this is, this is no, this is no He-Man. I know He-Man and you sure know (laughs) He-Man. I, I never watched it as a kid. To be honest, I didn't even know it made it over here until English until I started like investigating it uh, about a year ago and looking into it. Um, but part of that, I was reading, uh, one of the, uh, one of the guys in the group chat shared an article, uh, the other day and I was reading it and it said that part of the reason why it maybe didn't do so well over here is because Sabin immediately syndicated it like before it ever aired. So because it was already syndicated networks that it aired on were able to just show it whenever they felt like it. So a lot of a lot of channels aired it at like 
6 a.m. on like a Saturday morning or just like really random times, you know? And but those maybe- times, like, I don't know, maybe it was because I was a, uh, a super excited kid who didn't have cable or satellite when I was younger at that point, because I mean, not a lot of people did. It was when the satellites were like giant, they had to rotate in your, your front yard and all that. And I lived out in the boonies, but uh, I would get up at like five thirty or six o'clock in the morning. So I could watch my cartoons. Oh, wow. like I loved cartoons. Like I would get up on Sunday morning and do that and just hope that I think it was, uh, it may have been UP. It was, it was whatever UPN yeah. was before it was UPN. That's and what we would sometimes get. It was channel 30. And I wanted to watch these weird, uh, these weird cartoons that were on it. So I, uh, but I rarely got to, but I always got up early to try. So that's, yeah, that's what Steve was telling me is that he thought it was on uh, UPN, the channel that became UPN or was UPN or whatever. Yeah. So I may have watched this when I was a kid and had no idea what it was because I was, I wasn't obsessed with it, but because I didn't get it, I was like, I wonder what's on there. I want to watch this. And I would always try to get my dad to go outside and adjust the like UHF antenna and everything. It was true eighties kid. Uh huh. So One of the shows that I remember watching around this time that the Dragon Warrior anime would have been in the States. Uh, Do you remember the show Cowboys of Moo Mesa? Heck yeah, I do. It came out like in like the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe, Cowboys of Moo Mesa. And then after I got a little bit older, even there was a show called Street Sharks. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the Wuzzles? Yeah. Awesome. Well, very few people remember Wuzzles, and so I'm like, "Oh, Wuzzles and Kissy Fur." Do you remember Kissy Fur? I had Kissy Fur. Yeah, I had I had some Kissy Fur books, and then the Wuzzles. I had um, so they made like these little stamps. I remember playing with uh, Wuzzle stamps. They were like the ones you dipped in ink, and then you could put Uh on uh, those. Like I'm not sure if they came from like cereal boxes or where, but the thing about the Wuzzles I always remember is the uh, the stamps that I had uh, as a kid. Nice. I'm I'm so glad. Like uh, there's a reason we're soulmates. <laughs> uh, so so anyway, so the 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 anime kind of has that kind of kind of feel to it. Um so if that's not your thing uh, and you're on the fence about watching it, then you might not like it because I, I to me at least it feels more uh like 80s early 90s Saturday morning cartoon than Dragon Quest. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely. I think if you're a fan of those shows and, you know, maybe and you're not a Dragon Quest fan, which brings up the question of why are you even listening to this? <laughs> but uh, I, I would say, you know, if you're a Saturday uh, morning cartoon fan, then you, you'll probably be into it more so than if you're just a straight up Dragon Quest fan. Even though there are connections uh, to the games, it's pretty much uh, an original story. I mean, it focuses so it focuses on Abel. Uh, he's kind of this, to me at least, he's just a super generic dude with a sword. He's kind of that like almost like stereotypical Toriyama character. He's got like spiky black hair and muscles and that that's able. Like he, he's he, kind of he's kind of what people complain about in Smash Brothers. <laughs> um, he's just, he, you know, and I get it. He's kind of like a blank slate protagonist, kind of like in the video games um, where uh, so he doesn't necessarily have too much personality and, and he has grown on me like over the progression of like the 13, 15 episodes I've watched. Uh, but he basically has to go on this journey to try to take down Baramos, you know, the bad guy from Dragon Quest three, who looks completely different on this anime. 
because he has kidnapped his childhood friend, uh, Tiara. She's Tiala in the English sub. Uh, you may notice in today's episode that we go back and forth between um, using the English dub names and the Japanese uh, subtitle names. So just bear with us because a lot of characters have like multiple names and are called like different things. And some of them are subtle, like Tiara, Tiala, and some of them are kind of like... Um, like you can usually tell, I guess, which character we're talking about. Uh, but they, he's also joined by, I mean, it's basically a four party, um, like in a Dragon Quest game. So you have Abel, who's kind of the hero. You have Daisy, who is the warrior. Uh, she's got like a, some, a blue warrior's outfit on. And she looks a lot like Ashlyn from Dragon Quest VI. I mean, she's got that red hair and blue outfit. Um, she, you know, Daisy's a warrior instead. Uh, she also looks a lot like Jessica from Dragon Quest Eight. Um, she kind of has those facial features and everything. Yeah, yeah, the uh, face does. Then you have uh, you have Yannick or Janak, depending on which uh, version you watch. Um, and he's he's the magician. He's the he's the mage uh, spellcaster. He floats around, you know, cross legged all the time and casts his spells. He's pretty cool. In the English dub, they gave him a British accent. And I really like what the voice actor did in the English uh, dub for him. And then uh, lastly, uh, you have Moko Moko Moko. He's kind of the, this guy that's from the very uh, beginning village. And he is, uh, he's, you know, friends with Abel and with Tiara. And he looks a lot like the, like a predecessor, I guess, to Yangus from Dragon Quest Eight. He um, does. Like they gave he him a really skull. Does. They gave him a skull helmet, but like the rest of his outfit looks very Yangus like. Um, Yangish. So, Yangish. Yeah, that's what we we'll call it. Yangish. <laughs> it's very Yangish. Um, so it's very interesting, you know, how things like uh, this episode kind of, uh, kind of, I guess, like they preceded things from the mainline games, but it looks like they kind of uh, took off from this. So. In the, I can't read Japanese, so the credits in the Japanese version are usually in Japanese. So, you know, I can't read those credits. In the English dub, Akira Toriyama is not credited whatsoever with the character designs. Like, like at all. Uh, for Really? Yeah. Um, and so... Um, so he's not credited at all for this, but apparently he did do the original character designs. I've been trying to read up on this. Um, and he apparently did some of the, uh, the character designs for it, but he, uh, he wasn't credited, I guess, in the English version. Huh? Uh, they credited the person that actually like drew the stuff for, um, for uh comet i think is who did it i got you uh like studio comet maybe i want to say is who did it and so no clue so um but they did stay faithful to toriyama's art so apparently toriyama it drew the original like drawings for the characters and then just kind of stepped away from it but there's a rumor i thought this was interesting um there is a rumor that Toriyama, the reason, which I mean, it seems baseless. I feel like there's no way this is this is true. But uh, there was a pervasive rumor that the reason the show only ran for 13 episodes is because Toriyama was mad that his name was not 
he wasn't credited in the English version of the anime. That seems kind of odd. Like, and I don't so, think that would be a reason so they, they would it. knock it. Yeah, pull I, it on overseas. I, I'm just telling you what is a pervasive rumor amongst fans, according to articles that I've read. I mean, I'm just telling you some of my research here. <laughs> I don't think it. I, I don't <laughs> think it has much merit to it either. I personally, I think it probably ran for 13 episodes because of the reason we mentioned. I mean, it, it aired like at random times. There was like no one network that had like a set time for showing it in the U.S. Right. Dragon Warrior wasn't like a huge brand at the time. Um, Dragon, I want to say Dragon Warrior 3 wasn't even out yet when the anime was running. I mean, Dragon Quest 3 was definitely out in Japan, but um, it didn't, I don't think it had made it stateside when the anime was running. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was like in the States, like 91. Like, so I think it came out after this went off the air. This was syndicated for US TV in 1990. Yeah, so I don't think that Dragon Warrior 3 was out yet, if I'm remembering the dates on the on yeah. the games right. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I am uh, with it, too. So, uh, But anyway, so that's a rumor that I just thought was kind of intriguing. But it also it answers why Toriyama isn't... Because we've had that debate in the Binge Club group chat, because the 13 English dub episodes you watch, there's no mention of Toriyama at all. But then, and you know, none of us that I'm aware of in that group chat can read Japanese. So we're kind of like, that's weird because it definitely looks like Toriyama. And it seems like he would have had a hand in this and people give him credit for having a hand in this. But why doesn't the show have giving him credit? Why isn't the show giving him credit? And so uh, apparently this article helped answer some of that is that the the English dub they just credited the guy that actually drew the characters for the show, mm. hmm. but Toriyama apparently does the actual did the actual like character design like he drew him up and then this other guy drew him to fit into the anime basically, right? That yeah. So just kind of a weird you know I thought it was interesting uh, thing going on there. Uh, so there are some differences, like we just talked about, in the English and Japanese uh, versions. Uh, the English dub mentions uh, some real-world locations, which is strange to me. I've seen people talk about islands of like that, like was in one of them was called Greek and things like that, where uh, they mentioned the real-world locations, and it's so weird for me when fantasy fantasy tv shows do that yeah i mean they're looking they're looking at these carvings and abel is like this looks like ancient greek which i learned about in school from studying greece and it's just like what why are you (laughs) why are you studying ancient greece um and uh then there's also a mention of greenland um and so we figured this one out because in the the fan sub that i was watching this location was referred to as Nether, which I just took to be like kind of like Netherlands, you know? Yeah. Referred to as Nether. In the English dub, they called it Greenland. But um, then in some of the fan subs that the other people in the group chat were watching, it was called Green Lad, which is a continent from Dragon Quest Three. Green Lad is. Oh. So, huh. so the fan sub they were watching, I guess it green lad is because they they're tying it to the dragon quest three game. Um, I guess the English dub version, they just went with Greenland because they had already like talked about real world locations or in earlier episodes. 
and Green Lad and Green Land are very similar. Um, and then I, I still, I guess the fan sub I was watching that was calling it Nether has to do with it being like the Netherlands. Because all of this is like, it's, you know, it's up north, it's snowy. It, right. It's very like Netherlands, Greenland kind of like, you know, landscape. So, th- so that's my thinking, at least, for why these things are, are a little different there. Um, so, and plus, so you've got fan sub and fan everything like that when you get the translations in where they're just making decisions that may not, you know, that aren't necessarily the what the uh, creators would have made. Mm-hmm. And, and there are some also like there are changes if you go back and watch the Japanese and English ones. Um, which we can't do anymore because now the whole group has moved beyond the first 13 episodes. But there for a while, we're all kind of watching like each episode twice, or at least some of us were uh, to kind of compare the Japanese to the English versions. Uh, And it is kind of, there are, they do cut out in the English versions. Like there is some like sexual innuendo and like blood that they do not show uh, in the English version, which makes sense. I mean, we know how things get done over here in the States, Especially at that time, like cartoons were absolutely a kid's medium at that point. So it's uh, it makes absolute sense that they would have uh, they would have Nintendoized them, uh, even though that didn't start happening much yet. And and there were there are surprisingly uh, like few, I guess I would say, like edits to it. Like there's definitely some stuff, even in the English dub, that I don't think would quite fly on like you know, early morning TV shows for kids now. <laughs> oh yeah. Like what kind of stuff? Um, just, uh, you know, they're, 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 they leave in quite a bit of innuendo. Um, there's an episode, maybe it's episode eight where they're at the hot springs. Um, and there's just, there's quite a bit of sexual stuff, especially with Daisy because the the girl doesn't wear pants. I mean, she has like this armor that only goes down to her waist (laughs) and um, but she's like, you know, getting naked in a hot spring and like the guys are going to go try to play a trick on her, but they're basically (laughs) spying on her, you know, in a hot spring and stuff. And um, anyway, there's just, um, and and there's just different things uh, like that, that I, I don't know that I think they might've like edited those out a little bit uh, for a TV show now. Right, yeah, they they may have, especially. I don't think they would ever have a a man play a trick on a a pantsless woman at a hot spring. So, like that's that's not good. Um, so no I mean, bueno. and it's all it's all for comedic effect, you know. Like, right, of not even, She's not even. They get to the hot spring. Moko Moko and Yannick are there, and it's not even her. It's a monster is in the spring. They think it's her, and then it pops out. And Abel, who is like. I'm not going to play a trick on her. He like stumbles upon her and she's like, you know, in her underwear and she starts chasing him around with a sword in her underwear and that kind of thing. That's just, um, you know, that's played for laughs and it's not necessarily like offensive, but I don't think they would necessarily put a, put in a kid's show nowadays. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, The biggest difference that I had noticed really from episode to episode is that there is an English version in the English version. There is a narrator. Um, which I thought was strange. And I don't know if it's everyone in the group chat or if it's just me and Steve, but we've been very fixated on the narrator, uh, Long John Baldry, <laughs> um, who was a blues singer. 
Um, and he was in bands with like uh, Rod Stewart and Elton John uh, were members uh-huh. of his band. I mean, he was like the leader of the band. They, like Elton John and Rod Stewart weren't even like the front men. <laughs> they were just in his Whoa. band. Um, and he apparently had like some number one hits uh, in, I think it was the UK. I don't think it was here. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, so he had kind of like an interesting life. He moved to Canada, became a voice actor. And he did uh, voice acting uh, for various so, things. So is he playing himself in the anime here? Or is he just the narrator and he's doing the voice of the narrator? He, he, he's just he's just a narrator. Okay. And sometimes, I, I, like I absolutely, like Long John Baldry has a cool name. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his real name was like uh, John something Baldry, but they called him Long John. And anyway, he... Uh, he uh, apparently like uh, like I think his most famous role was he was Doctor Robotnik in Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, uh, so I think that's like his like biggest claim to fame. But anyway, he did voice acting and he doesn't play a character. But the the narrator is kind of annoying in the English dub. Like I don't like it and I find it unnecessary for the most part. Uh, I think the biggest the biggest like. I don't know what you would call it, like nitpick, I guess right. that I had was there's a part where like a giant squid rises up out of the air and you see what's happening. So there's no need for a narrator. And it's just right. like the squid rises up, Abel strikes, the squid turns into gems <laughs> and you know, I mean, and you're literally yeah. watching it happen. It's like, there's for, for me at least like the, it did not need a narrator at all. Like I could get why some of the stuff at the beginning, maybe they were like recapping previous episodes because it, it's always continuing, you know, but just the, the, the way the narrator works in the English dub is just really, really odd to me. Like it's very unnecessary and I'm very, I'm thankful that there's no narrator in the, uh, in the Japanese version, despite the fact that, that I'm kind of uh, obsessed with finding out more about Long John Baldry. <laughs> well, I think the reason that they would do that, like that it doesn't exist in the Japanese one, is because it didn't exist in the Japanese one. But they would have added it in for the uh, for the American one. And so when they added that to the scripts, and the then there was no narrator script to be translated whenever the other, like, 22 episodes or whatever are there. And then... I think that one of the reasons they would have added this in was the popularity of the D&D cartoon that was going on. And AD&D at the time, D&D 2.0, was uh, fairly popular during this during this time period. So in order to make it more palatable and like uh, really bring in the RPG people that were uh that were in america at that time, because it wasn't like JRPG uh, people very much, it would uh have it's that D D narration telling what's going on as you see it which was the same as the D D cartoon that was going on that people liked and uh was that same kind of dungeon mastery uh narration that the americans could see and it's also could be that the uh japanese uh at this period looked at americans as being kind of uh stupid uh in terms of stuff like this which is why we got like final fantasy mystic quest and things tended to be dumbed down uh and difficulty lowered so it could also be something like that as like can you tell that this squid turned into jim we're not so sure <laughs> uh yeah i mean and that's those are all good points um and also kind of brings me to the next point 
uh, that we wanted to talk about today. And those are the gems. So the way that the monsters are set up in the world of Legend of the Hero Abel is that Baramos, he has like a special power where he turns gems into monsters. And then these monsters attack our heroes. And Daisy even initially joins the party just because she wants to make money because her whole thing is she kills these monsters to get them to turn into gems and then goes and sells them. And we've had lots of different like debate, speculation, discussions about this in our group chat about, um, you know, is this kind of like a precursor to like the gem slimes? Uh, someone right. in the group chat brought up the gem slimes and uh, what's, what's the that whole, was my first thought for this was gem slimes. So I have been thinking about this and I I wonder if the reason they do this on the anime is because so in a video game um and and Dragon Quest Legend of the Hero Abel feels very much like a video game which which I, I do want to talk about but because it feels so much like a video game I wonder if the gem the monsters turning into gems is to kind of explain how in a Dragon Quest game, you know how you defeat a monster and they leave behind gold that yep, lets you where go. you get the loot from it. And, and I've kind of wondered if that's just why they put this in here is because the monsters turn into gems. They don't drop gold, but they turn into these gems that you th- then take into a town and you sell them and then you can buy, you know, equipment or whatever that you need. Which, of course, you wouldn't be able to get gold coins from them. I mean, what kind of monster uh, turns into newly minted currency when they disappear? I mean, that's not natural. (laughs) So, so, I mean, but really, I mean, I think that's maybe why they had the Baramos, you know, he makes monsters out of gems is to is so that they could have that kind of video game mechanic into the anime. And I appreciate that. I mean, there's a there's a genre of books called uh, lit RPG that we did a geek to geek podcast on. I don't remember. I don't know if you've uh, read it or not, or listened to it or not. And they're uh, basically this this same kind of thing. Like they're books that are taking video game mechanics and applying them into uh, like novel narratives and fictional narratives, but they're explaining the mechanics like this, where there's like reasoning behind it, where instead of the monsters just dropping gold coins or gill, like you would expect out of a video game, it's like the bad guy makes them out of gems. And then that's how the, uh, you know, the economy works. So it's like, that makes perfect sense. And I like that kind of thing a lot. Like I was reading, I think it was called ascend online was the, the one I read for the show and Mm -hmm. it did stuff like that within this like virtual world and i really really like uh that kind of thing so i appreciate uh i appreciate them for doing it and just if that's not why they did it it works and uh it's now (laughs) headcanon and so but the so let's kind of uh going back to, I guess, how the, how the anime feels like a video game is they, they really go out of their way. I feel like to, to make it feel like a game, even though I know earlier in this episode, I said it felt more like a Saturday morning cartoon than a dragon quest game, but they really did do a good job of making it feel like a video game. Um, the, the Japanese version, at least the English dubs don't have this, uh, but at the end of each episode in the Japanese version, uh, the characters can even level up and it makes the level up sound, you know, oh, cool. and it, and, you know, it shows their stats. They can get stat increases. Um, and uh, it's usually like a different character, but showing like their stats going up and things like that uh, before commercial breaks, uh, the show, it pauses 
it's like you're pausing a video game and it even shows up like a controller that looks kind of like an NES controller <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like pause. And you know, then it goes to a commercial break, just like a video game. And even the episodes themselves, they're called levels. You know, it's not episode one, episode two, it's level one, level two, level three, and so on and so forth through like level 43. So, yeah. um, so they do a really good job of trying to make this feel like a video game. And to me, at least, it kind of feels like a precursor to the kind of video game anime, you know, like Sword Art Online and things like that. Yeah, the, the East K anime where I love those. Those are the uh, those are my favorite genre of animes where uh, the are the East K and, and, and those kind of, you know, and then those kind of turned into, I guess, like the lit RPG novels. People were like, hey, I want to write a book that's like this. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what they are. They they feel very much like uh, like Sword Art Online and uh, things mm-hmm. like that. And it makes me sad because I was working on a book like this before the lit RPG thing uh, happened. And I I was calling it gamer punk and I liked that so much better than lit RPG because I think that that genre name is stupid. And I was like, Oh, if I'd written that, maybe I could have helped with this and made a lot of money. Lit I, RP- didn't write, I, didn't actually, I didn't actually write my book. Lit RPG just kind of sounds, uh, Sounds like very technical, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it does. And so I was like, you know, cyberpunk books, steampunk, all that. I was like, gamerpunk, that's what this is. And uh, it was like, nope, I never wrote the book to get it out there. So I shouldn't be upset, but I'm upset at myself, Austin. Lit lit RPG sounds like a sophomore level English class at like a college. It does. Or it's like uh, some dude bro sitting on his couch like, dude, this is a lit RPG. <laughs> no, uh-uh. nope, no, I'm sorry. Yep, nope. that didn't. It's OK. Nope. I did. I made a bad segue joke last episode. So you, you, get, you did. You, you get one. You get one. I got one. You get one. Everybody gets one, says Spider-Man. Uh, so really, that's that's I think all the high points uh, that we wanted to talk about uh, in this week's episode. We didn't want to spoil too much. Uh, from the main story, even though, even though everyone in mostly everyone in the group chat has now moved beyond those first dozen episodes that we were trying to watch this first week, uh, we don't want to spoil it because you know if anybody wants to join in, like don't feel like it's too late, you know, or you have to rush to catch up, you know, feel free to just show hop on and join us. And then too, we realize that people who listen to the podcast, you know, aren't in that group chat or maybe aren't necessarily watching the anime right now. So we want to keep it fairly spoiler free just so, uh, you know, hopefully us talking about it has kind of made you excited to go and, uh, and watch this now. And most of the episodes you can find different versions of, uh, on YouTube. Um, some of them get taken down from time to time and some <laughs> of them are definitely better quality than others. But, uh, we, you know, encourage you guys to watch it if you haven't, because I mean, it is Dragon Quest. And it does have some pretty uh, cool things about it. I know we're going to do uh, probably a follow up episode uh, on the anime as we progress through it more. But just kind of as a as a starter, we wanted to use this as a good jumping off point and hopefully get some more people excited uh, to watch Dragon Quest Legend of the Hero Able. Remember, if you want to join that group chat. Uh, with us on Twitter or just talk to us on Twitter in general. Uh, you can find us at Dragon Quest FM. You can also uh, talk to me personally on there at underscore Austin underscore King. You can also check out my Dragon Quest blog. Uh, I keep regular posts up on there and I've been talking about this binge club a little bit on there as well. And that is at DragonQuestAustin.com.
And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beege. That's Beege with two E's. I also co-host the Geek to Geek podcast. Uh, we're part of a media network here, uh, the Geek to Geek Media Network. We have lots of podcast streams, game reviews, that kind of stuff at geek2geekmedia.com. And uh, like we said, if you want to join in on the discussion on anything we talk about, any other geeky stuff that you like, the Binge Club, anything at all, uh, you can join us on Slack and Discord at slack.geek2geekmedia.com or discord.geek2geekmedia.com. Media.com. So we want to talk to you. Hang out with us, please. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.